The Favorites Podcast is presented by FanDuel Sportsbook. There's no better place to make every moment more than with FanDuel. I bet with FanDuel because they're safe and secure. They offer great odds and markets across the NBA, NHL, and more. And because it's fun to combine multiple bets into same-game parlays. So if you're new, just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app to get started now. Sign up with promo code FAVORITES so they know I sent you. You must be 21 and over and present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, or Louisiana. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text NEXT STEP to 53342 in Arizona, 1-800-GAMBLER, or visit FanDuel.com slash RG in Colorado, Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan, 1-877-770-STOP in Louisiana. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.NET in West Virginia. Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman, Chief Content Officer of the Action Network. It is May. We are winding down the conference finals in the NBA. My BFF, my companion, my compadre, professional better, Simon Hunter. What is going on, buddy? We got a lot of activity And the rest of this show will be dedicated to some of the most burning questions for betters across the country. Don't give it away yet. Don't give it away. Just say hello. Hey, Chad. Yeah, it's a a fun time in the year. Since our last show, I've had a lot of people reach out to me about coming to Germany, about coming to Chicago. I mean, we're a world tour show, Chad. So, yeah, I know you're feeling. Who called you about Germany? I'm just getting like random uh, DMs and messages about coming to Germany. And I was like, did we even say we want to go to Germany? I think we were just talking about the Seahawks. Well, hey, when I say, remember, I'm old. So when I say call, I use that as a euphemism, a broad euphemism for getting in touch with. I could say DM, <laughs> could say texted. I could say who snapped you. I could say who MySpaced you. could say a lot of things. I just say call. It's an umbrella term. That's right. Now, if you are old, I mean, there's no denying that. Generationally. (laughs) Did you get any offers from anybody who's willing to host us in a suite for the Bears-Eagles game in December, where we both want to go to see our teams play, but I am too old and fragile to sit outside in December in Chicago. I know my limits. No, it was more like you and Chad need to come get drunk with me before the game or come party with me uh, before you guys go. And I was like, hey, Maybe we will, but Chad might be a little too classy to be standing out in the cold and the freezing cold drinking, but I would be down Soldier Field. Uh, The Germany one's fun. Basically, I think a guy knows I love BMWs, and he DM'd me, and he works for BMW in Germany, and I'm all in. Like, this guy, like, I got money to burn. This guy's telling me he'll come out there and show me the whole factory and the works of BMW. I'm probably going to take him up on that offer because that's been a dream of mine, so... Again, Chad, everything I give to you, you give me back tensfold. All my dreams keep coming true because of these great fans. We're going to get together uh, in a couple of weeks and and we can celebrate uh, our love for each other. (laughs) I'm going to be in Philly in June. I called you earlier this week. We're going to go to a Phillies game uh, that night. We're going to see the Phillies and the Diamondbacks. You know what I'm doing the night before? 
The night before, I'm seeing Coldplay at the link. What a week for Simon. Dude, that is a great week. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know who's on the way to see Coldplay right now? Uh, our good friend, Colin Wilson. He is driving from Oklahoma to Chicago. I was just on the phone with him. Wow. Um, and uh, he's on the way to see Coldplay in Chicago. I heard it's an amazing show. I, that So did I. So I had to buy tickets. I mean, I, I heard I, it's. I, yeah, like, got to do it. A buddy of mine in the Bay Area and my sister in the Bay Area both uh, went to see him in the Bay Area and independently texted me the next day. They said it's ridiculous. Like, it's so good. You know what else is good? Tell me. Warriors in five. Who said that a couple of weeks ago? Was it was it Chad Millman, wise guy who moves lines, who can see what's happening on the court, who understands recency bias? And when two... NBA experts are saying to him, hey, this is why Dallas can do well in this series. I'm saying that's great. Warriors in five. Chad Millman is proud of himself. God, I hope you're right, because I have a lot of money riding on it. So do you? Would you get a plus 500, something like that? Or like plus 350 too. I bet it after um, game one. I was just like, I think Chad might be onto something. Dallas just looked way out of their element. And then once it was up 3-0, I got a little nervous there because it looked like it was going to be actual sweep. But no. But- Luckily, they did what they should have done, and they're taking it back home. Sometimes I'm so good at this; it's almost it, <laughs> it's almost uncanny. And the other day, I was uh, driving my 15 year old son and two of his buddies uh, from someplace, and um, we were talking about the Mavericks Warriors game. And they they the Warriors were up 3-0, and the game was that night, game four. And they said to me, "Who do you think is going to win?" I'm like, "The Mavericks. This is a no brainer. Like, there's no way." The Mavericks aren't going to win this game. The Warriors don't do sweeps. They do gentlemen sweeps. That's true. Yeah, it's statistically, you're right. They usually just end it at home. So listen, Simon, four years ago this month, the Professional Amateur Sports Protection Act, which had made sports betting illegal, was repealed by the U.S. Supreme Court. That was a game changer in a lot of our lives. At that point, I had already left ESPN. I had left ESPN in September of 17 to help launch the Action Network. So we were seven months into it. We were three months into a business at that point, four months. We had launched in January. We took a flyer. We took a gamble. We wanted to be there when the business started. It happened much sooner than we thought. All I remember about that day is the number of texts that flooded in from friends saying, oh my God, sports betting is legal. Are you freaking out? I remember I was on the phone with Matt Mitchell, said I had to go. And I remember my mother-in-law texted me and said, oh, maybe it wasn't a terrible idea to leave ESPN. That to me felt like real vindication. (laughs) You needed that, huh? I did. Desperately, desperately needed it. Four years later, the business is exploding. States are legalizing. What did we do at Action? We recruited, poached, stole, hired, whatever you want to say, from Bloomberg a multinational media outfit, credibility at the wazoo. But we had become so big, Sam McQuillan, who was covering a variety of things for Bloomberg, including sports betting, came to join us at Action to cover the legalization beat, what's happening with legislation everywhere all over the country. He's killing it. He's breaking stories nonstop. He knows more about what's happening in every state and with the bills that are being passed or not passed in every single state than just about anybody out there. And today, Sam is joining us on the podcast, level setting where we are 
in the landscape of legalized sports betting. Sam, thanks for coming on, buddy. Happy to be here. Finally make my appearance on uh, America's Favorite Podcast. Thanks for having me. Oh, look at that. We didn't even prompt that, Simon. <laughs> I want to. Th- there's a lot of things to discuss, and there, there's probably yes, there four is. categories. Matt Mitchell in a pre-production Slack broke it down for us. There's four categories. Fully online. This means you're in a state where online and in-person betting is available. In-person only, betting permitted at brick and mortar locations only. That's idiotic. Why anyone would do that? Then they're really not even trying. In process, the state legislature in each state is progressing towards some form of legalization and then fully offline. Because remember, passport being repealed just meant that any state could do what it wanted to do. There was no federal law instituted by Congress that says, okay, this is what it looks like around the country. It is full on states' rights. Every state can do how they want to do it. The states that have done it the best, New Jersey, for sure. And you could argue New York, which in the span of five months has become the biggest betting state in the country. What do you think about New York right now? If you're New York and you just want money and taxes, you've, you've done a great job. They're, I think they've taken in like $200 million in their first four months. First month, they took in $65 million, which blew, blew every record out the water, which is crazy for your first month. New York was sort of a situation where the former governor, Andrew Cuomo, who's now resigned, wanted, he was like, we'll only have sports betting if we make a ton of money out of it. Um, so they ended up passing with a 51% tax much to operators' dismay, um, it ended up passing, but they set up shop there anyway. There was a ton of promotions to start, but we've already seen companies sort of scale that back, say, hey, maybe this is untenable. We don't know if we can do that. Executives from BetMGM and Caesars have spoken about you know, cutting back their marketing um, and saying, hey, this is going to be passed down to the consumer. It's not sustainable. Um, but the fact of the matter is we haven't seen it passed down to the consumer yet, the money it costs. And we've still seen you know companies come in and want to take up as much of the market as they can. Because what really happens when you break into a state is there's sort of this mad scramble. I'm sure you guys have seen all the advertisements everywhere to soak up as much of the market as you can. And then sort of the game plan is maybe a year or two years, we'll scale that back once we have the customers, cut the promos. So New York is really great right now for the state. It's bad for the operators because they're giving away so much money to the state, but we haven't really seen the actual impact of that on the on the better yet. So um, definitely a huge appetite to bet in New York, but it kind of remains to be seen how it'll end up. Well, the way they've been passing along actually is in New Jersey, say a line is minus 110. In New York, that same line might be minus 130 on all the books. I, the most interesting thing to me about the New York is it feels like it was a good test to show how important opening weekend is to get your book open and operated, where FanDuel, I look at the numbers, they have this huge lead above DK, Caesars, all the other books in that state, just because that first weekend FanDuel was up running with, I think it was like a match up to a $2,000 promo is what they were doing. I yeah, believe yeah it was weekend. a lot of money. That's really worked out for them. And now people take hear them crying, being like, oh, these 51% tax, like they knew that going in. So I, I do think they're gonna have to redo it just because it's only there's only gonna be two or three big time books. But if the state's gonna keep getting money and these operators stay there, maybe they won't because they're just saying, you know what? Who cares? We have the biggest betting state in America. Why would we change anything? So do you think see anything changing anytime soon? So when they passed it, there was optimism between a lot of lawmakers. You know, we can lower this on the back end. We just want to get this done because Cuomo wouldn't allow it to happen without the 51% tax rate. Now that he's out, you know, the new governor, she's been a lot more sort of welcoming to adding gaming to the state. She just signed a bill that's going to authorize three new downstate casinos, which as a New York native is pretty wild to imagine that happening. 
but they, they, they tried to lower the tax rate during the budget this session and were ultimately unable to. The two lawmakers that have really been championing it have been saying, you know, we're going to convince the legislator to change it and make it better as things go. You know, you talked about the product being worse for the consumer than in New Jersey. But the fact of the matter is until New York starts losing revenue, if I'm a lawmaker, I really have, I don't care if the books are making less money. I don't care if people are getting worse lines. That's not my bottom line as a lawmaker. I want to make as much revenue for the state as possible. Um, and New York's been killing it. You've seen a little bit of a drop in the past couple of months, but it's still so much more compared to the other states, the money they're getting. And that really is just because of the high, high tax and how many people are in the state. So uh, the bottom line is until we see that that money drop and the state make less, it's not going to change. And it'd be really tough to. It, they're definitely going to try, but no time soon. I don't think it's going to change. New York has done it right for the consumer. And when I think about that, I only think about can I do it from my phone and how many markets are available, right? I'm in Connecticut. I can do it on my phone, but I've only got three operators. I've got DraftKings, I've got FanDuel, I've got BetRivers. In New Jersey, low tax rate, tons of operators, and I can do it from my phone. Illinois, finally doing it right after letting more operators in and allowing consumers to do it online. What states right now are in category A, which is the fully online category. So the, there's about 20 states plus Washington, D.C., which are fully online, meaning that you can bet on your phone, on your computer, and you don't have to go in person to sign up. Nevada is the only place where you have to go in person to sign up still, but they're special because they're Nevada and they've been doing it forever. So it's New Jersey, Pennsylvania, New York, Illinois, Michigan, Virginia, Colorado, Indiana, West Virginia, Rhode Island, Arizona, Oregon, Connecticut, New Hampshire, Louisiana, Tennessee, Wyoming, Arkansas, Iowa, and Washington, D.C. Like 20 states fully online, and that's a lot, 40% of the country. How many more states can we expect to be fully online? The real question I'm asking is, how many states overall is it possible to get fully online given how many are in-person only and how many won't ever allow it? That's yeah, a great question. You alluded earlier to in-person being idiotic. Why would they do that? You know, like you have to travel miles in some places like North Carolina to go bet at a casino. I think it's three hours from Charlotte to North Carolina's closest casino, um, which is pretty tough. But one of the, the good reasons they do that is because it's much easier to pass in-person betting only. And now North Carolina is actually looking at, okay, now that we did this in person, it seems to be working. You know, the sky hasn't fallen apart. Let's expand it online. And there's a big appetite for that there. So some of those in-person states, there's about 10 of them. They're, they're looking at, okay, now what's the next step? Can we go online? There's about six states which are fully offline, which means that they'll probably... Unfortunately, um, in the next couple of years, not past sports betting. Those are your Utahs, which, you know, in Utah, there's not even scratch off tickets. I don't think the idea that they'd be open to online gaming is pretty far fetched. Uh, Idaho is in that category as well as Alaska, Hawaii and Oklahoma, which have a lot of sort of strong religious presences in the state, which are opposed to uh, ga gambling. Um, then you have Texas as well, which has there's been some more optimism there. Governor Greg Abbott is opposed to sports betting. He's up for re-election, I believe, in November. Um, one of the candidates he's running against, Beta O'Rourke, you might have heard of him. He is for sports betting. So I don't know if that's really going to sway the election, uh, that sports betting as a single issue voter. But um, the good news is there's optimism there and they'll 
probably renew a bill sometime soon. So yeah, that's about you know six states where it'll never happen. And there's about five where we're just waiting. Maryland has launched their retail casino operations, but it's been a little over two years since voters legalized sports betting in Maryland, and there's still no timetable for when it's going to go online. They kept pushing back, pushing back the date. They're in the sort of regulation process now, which is what happens after a state passes a bill. Operators need to be approved. Applications need to be looked at. There need to be background checks. It's all very involved. And Maryland has consistently kicked it down the road. They're waiting on some special study. Um, We don't know when that's going to happen. Ohio is also going to, they've already legalized. They're going to launch by the end of the year. They announced last week, it'll be sometime around late December, um, January 1st at the latest. Um, So that's another state that's going to jump online, Ohio. Obviously, a big sports state um, and home to a lot of people. So that'll be big for the operators. Um, and then Kansas and Maine recently, um, they're the only two states so far this year that passed sports betting. Um, Kansas, I think they're optimistic they're going to go on by football season, which would be great, great timing. Um, and Maine probably take a little bit longer. Um, and then we're still waiting on Nebraska, which is already in person, but um, they're, they're yet to launch online. So hopefully that comes next year, maybe the year after. The playoffs are heating up and you can make every game feel like Game 7 on FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. Throughout the playoffs, all customers can place a no-sweat same-game parlay each week. You'll get up to $20 in free bets if you don't win. FanDuel has so many ways to play and best of all, when you do win, you'll get paid faster than a fast break. Friday night, I like the Celtics, the game total under. I like Jimmy Butler total points under in the same game parlay. New to FanDuel? Just download the FanDuel Sportsbook app and sign up with promo code favorites. Once again, that's promo code favorites. And if you already have an account, you're all set to bet. No sweat. Either way, you'll get up to $20 in free bets if your same game parlay during the playoffs doesn't win. FanDuel Sportsbook, an official partner of the NBA. You must be 21 and open select states. Refund issued as non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after receipt. Max free bet $20 per week. Restrictions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP or text next step to 53342 in Arizona. 1-800-GAMBLER or visit fanduel.com slash RG in Colorado. Indiana, New Jersey, and Virginia, 1-888-789-7777, or visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut, 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789, or visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net in West Virginia. Look, that's all cute. I feel like There's one state in this conversation that matters. It will blow New York out of the water, and that's California. When is it going to happen? What is it going to look like? Yeah, so California, yeah, it's the most populous U.S. state. There's about 19 professional sports teams there um, and a ton of sports fans. Um, I get hit up with questions all the time. When is California going to legalize? The answer is it could happen at the end of the year. There's two ballot propositions, which are going to people are going to be able to vote on during the November election that would each legalize sports betting in a different way. One is being pushed by the state's native tribes, which right now have sort of a monopoly on gambling in the state. 
they want only to have sports betting at their casinos on their property, which makes sense if you're the tribes. And then the other is being pushed by the online operators, uh, which are your fan duels, BetMGM, DraftKings. They want to be able to operate in the state. So what, what's happened is each group is openly campaigning against the other's proposal, saying why it's bad. Online proposal is going to give a ton of money to homelessness, uh, mental health services. That's sort of the way they've been championing it. Tribal proposal, their main issue is saying, hey, don't let these out-of-state companies come in the state. Once they come in, we'll never be able to get them out. They're going to want iGaming in the future, which is going to hurt our bottom line. Um, so the combined between both groups, they've spent $175 million so far, and we're not even close to November. So if you live in California, you've probably noticed these ads saying, not saying, hey, vote for this thing, saying, hey, don't vote for that one. Don't vote for this one which a lot of people are concerned is going to create sort of a cannibalization effect where people are so confused. They think sports betting is bad. Everyone's been telling them that they're going to vote for neither. So what could end up happening is both could end up passing, which would allow online betting and betting on tribal lands. That's sort of your best case scenario, but it's going to be really complicated and you're going to see more advertisements. It's going to get uglier every, it seems like every week, both groups release some sort of survey poll saying why the others is worse. And then you've got card rooms and uh, other tribes that are involved in the mess as well. It's really, it's really a crazy situation. But if online gambling does pass, um, lucky for California, different than New York, it, it'll be about a 10% tax rate. Operators that wrote the, the proposition were very smart to include that because I have no doubt in my mind if the tax rate was left up to the legislature, they'd say, hey, New York is making a ton of money. Let's just do it the way they did it. So if it passes, it'll be really good for the operators. But it's still sort of a 50-50, no idea what's going to end up happening there. Look, we're very invested parties in this emotionally, not from a lobbying perspective or anything <laughs> like that, but our business did very well when New York went online, when Michigan went online, when Colorado went online, when Illinois went online, our traffic increases, our revenue increases, California coming online in the way that the operators are pushing in the ballot referendum would be massive for Action Network and massive, by the way, for all the other media companies that are covering gambling and all the operators. I'm going to let Simon ask a question next, but I do want to get your opinion. Handicap it. What happens in November? Oh, God. <laughs> when does sports betting, what happens in November? And based on that, when are we live in California? Oh, man. So every time I make odds, I'm always wrong about them. And I feel like a fool. But um, I'd have to say, join the club. You'll fit right in on this show. <laughs> I'd have Four to years say, and five, by the way, plus 250 that online gambling gets passed just because of how uncertain it is. Probably a better chance that only tribal gaming gets passed, but maybe around plus 150 there. And then as far as when you'll be able to sports bet if they both pass. I think only God really knows the answer to that question. We've seen some states like Maryland take nearly three years. We've seen some states like New Jersey take nearly three weeks. California, I'm sure, is going to have a lengthy regulation process. They like to be very thorough, if you want to put it that way, about all their new laws and industries they're bringing in. So I'd imagine it would be more on the longer, maybe sports betting online in California by mid-2024 for being optimistic, late 2023. Everyone out there that if you're like me and you love to invest, I mean, I love investing. It's dark days right now in the gambling world. If you're if you've been buying gambling stock, a lot of these stocks are below what they I mean opened at. Like I know Penn's below, DK is below, 
if you need to take a step back and look at everything this man just laid out for you, Ohio isn't online yet. Ca- California is not online yet. Texas isn't online yet. And to me, what I want to ask you about is Florida. What the hell has happened with Florida? Like, <laughs> it, it, it feels like it kind of just went away. They literally had sports betting. People are betting on their phones in their homes, and then it's just Calvin gone. Really? Yeah, what, what's the update on Florida right now? So there is no real update on Florida. Uh, yeah, you're right. It was up for about two or three months. And basically what they did there was the state passed a law, the governor signed it, which allowed one tribe to have a monopoly on, on gambling. There are many tribes in Florida. They didn't like it. They didn't like that one tribe got exclusivity over it. So what they did is they took it to court. They challenged it. There is a law called IGRA, which is the Indian Gaming Regulation Act, I believe which has to do with Native American tribes and what they, uh, how they control gambling. So they sued under that in district court, uh, a district judge. They effectively paused the, the operations in Florida indefinitely. Um, there's probably going to be an appeal, but it's in the court system's hands right now. So there's no timeline for the Hard Rock app to go back up. It's really sad because this could have probably been easily avoided if the state just allowed all the tribes to partner. I'm not really sure why they gave a monopoly to one because it got challenged and struck down. So yeah, Florida is tough times ahead. There was a there was a push to get sports betting on the ballot this year that failed. They didn't get enough signatures, um, and they won't be able to do that next year because of political rules. So it'll probably be in, at least until 2025 until you see any glimmer of hope in Florida. Just pure corruption. This is this is literally <laughs> what you're talking about there. But yeah, yeah my just my way. whole point with the whole stock thing though is just that. I'm with people that I'm freaking out about it, but I still think it's it's not full panic mode where it's like these things are going to grow. It's still just very early in this whole sports betting thing. Like Chad just talked about, New York is the biggest state we've added recently. We've seen what's happened with them. They've really blown up. So to me, yeah. I, I get the panic in the whole sports betting community um, with all, everything, but I just see there's just so much room for growth. It, it's just people want everything to be what it was during the pandemic where everything was all inflated. But I think now we're kind of at a balance here where it's like, okay, it's correctly priced and it'll go up from here. So I would just love to hear what your view is on all these different sports books and their stocks, because I constantly see it online. People talking about, well, sports betting is up. All these states are up. Why is the stock keep dropping? Yeah, no, that's that's a great point. And it plays to a lot. What Chad says is that we are not anywhere close to the ninth inning of sports betting. We're maybe in the fifth, sixth inning. You know, we haven't even we've had 70 percent of the states legalized. But as I said before, about only 20 are fully online. And what happens when, you know, a new state like New York legalizes is these companies lose a shit ton of money. Yep. They go in. You see the ads everywhere. You see J.B. Smoove on your television talking about being a <laughs> Caesar. You see, you know, Jamie Foxx. Like you see they spend these celebrities are expensive. You see yep. if I'm in D.C., I see advertisements everywhere. When a new state legalizes, that's not when the companies are going to make money. That's when they're going to lose a ton. So we saw BetMGM, we saw Caesars scale back their promotions. Uh, it's gotten a lot of criticism, as, as to your point. Um, you're just spending money. When are we going to see growth? But this is sort of a long-term hold kind of thing. I'm no, by, no, by no means a financial uh, advisor or whatever. These companies aren't going to be profitable for a long, long time still. The idea is right now, get as many you know, customers as possible, spend all the money, get them to use your apps, convince them, you know, that your app is the best, you know, once California legalizes, they're going to lose even more money like New York, it's going to be, it's going to be insane. And people are going to freak out about the stocks. But you know, it's a long term thing. That's the whole idea of the business is, you know, eventually, 
hopefully will be profitable. But right now it's spend, spend, spend. I feel like um, between my salary, my 401k, I got enough money tied up in the gaming industry. I don't need to go buy the what could be perceived as depressed stocks in the public markets right now. I'm out of that game when it comes to gambling stocks. Well, you don't um, have 40 years to wait for them to build back up like me and Sam. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> my, look, my horizon is different. I'm in the back half of the game. Guys. I got to be thinking about retirement. I got to be thinking about, you know, buying a house in Florida. I can't be thinking about, you know, 10 year horizons. I got five, maybe five left. Are you terminally ill or something? I'm just old, Sam. That's going nowhere. He's addicted <laughs> to it. I'm old. I can't keep up in this racket. Young bucks like you. All right. We talked a little bit about this. Florida fucked it up. Illinois fucked it up for a long time. Louisiana made cockamamie rules, tied a lot of the horse racing bullshit to, to betting and did it perish by perish. In every instance, there is a self-interest on the part of the politicians who are putting these laws together to that buddies have their hands out, relatives have their hand out. I'm not exaggerating to say that there is not even, as you said, Simon, corruption or even malfeasance. It's just incompetence. Like so many of the people who are making these decisions about how to design what gaming should look like and what sports betting should look like are just bad at it. Like they're- Welcome to politics, Chad. Yeah. They're just so compromised and bad at it. They don't think about what's good for the customer. They are only thinking- how can I personally extract value for something? And it's it's just, it's tremendously frustrating if you're in this business. And I think it has an impact on the stocks too, because so many of the state-by-state state issues, you change it everywhere you go. New York is charging so much. New Jersey charging less. New Jersey becoming more mature. New York is getting harder and harder to acquire customers. I mean, there's no just positivity in every single market. That said, long-winded question, who is doing it perfectly? So I don't know if there's a good answer for who's doing it perfectly. You know, you alluded to New Jersey, which has let many, many operators come into the state, kept the tax rate relatively low, which has been good. You know, we've seen New Jersey be one of the top states. When Pennsylvania, they were one of the earliest, when when they, you know, contemplated their law, they were contemplating a 36% tax rate, which ended up passing. And the operator said, oh, no, 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 that's too high. We'll never be profitable. Um, you know, it's gonna, the cost is going to get passed down to the customers. We can't do that. A couple of years later, Pennsylvania is, you know, one of the states they've seen the most money in. And now you ha- and then you have states that's, I mean, 36% compared to New York's 51% is, is nothing. There's more states that are doing it terribly wrong than states that are doing it terribly right. We can talk about Washington, D.C., which is where I usually am calling in from. They only let one operator, their state lottery, run online betting. And in turn, you've seen your average line on a game, probably minus 130, minus 120. I have to pinch myself sometimes when I see plus money on the juice. It's really, it's just terrible. And their app went down during the Super Bowl, leaving people with no other options to bet. If you're, if you're a state, don't rely on one mobile operator. Chances are they're going to take advantage of the customer. Chances are they will go down during a very important time like the Super Bowl. Um, We've seen a lot of states to allow operators to deduct or rather write off 
any revenue tied to promotional bets. That's stuff like free $25 bets on your next game or whatever. Um, free $50 or 50% boost odds boost on this thing. We've seen a lot of states do that recently, which has whittled down the revenue they expected. Some states have looked at sunsetting that where after a few years, once operators supposedly acquire the, the share of the market they want to through all these vast promos, the state stopped letting them deduct for that. So there's really no one state that's done it perfectly. I mean, you can look at Nevada. I'm sure you know people think they're doing things well, but it's more so what not to do, what states to avoid. Um, you, we've seen a big obstacle be states where there are tribes like Florida. It's probably a good idea not to piss off any tribes like you've seen in Florida with them suing and blocking the law. You have other states like Minnesota where they tried to pass something and for years, tribes have been opposed to sports betting because what they considered would have let racetracks and casinos and non-tribes get on the action. And they were going to pass you know, a tribal monopoly bill. But once they said, hey, let's amend that, let's let the racetracks participate, the tribes killed it with a huge lobbying presence. So there's a lot of different things you sort of have to navigate. Um, and every state is complicated in its own way. But I would say as many operators as you can, keep the tax rate relatively reasonable. It doesn't have to be super low, does, but... Don't make it super high. Otherwise, you might see, you know, the effects of that come in later. Um, and, you know, the rest of it is just learning. We have to see what's going to work well in these states, what's not. You know, New Jersey's been great because it's it's done all those things I mentioned. All right, Sam, that's a pretty good roundup. I think I think what you're saying is be customer friendly and let's root for good news in California. Let's root for good news in Ohio. Nailed it. I feel very informed. I'm very That's my job. I'm much smarter about betting right now than I was before. I don't know if I can make a better prediction than Warriors in five, but you know, I feel like at least I know what's going to happen next in every state. Who's going to be in the finals? Why don't you shoot your shot now? Is it them versus Boston? This has been a tough one. I've been thinking about it a lot. You know, I, I, I watch every game. I listen to NBA radio in the morning. I'm a huge NBA fan. Definitely going to be the Celtics and the Warriors. And I'm having a hard time seeing who wins. Wow. Uh, the Warriors are just so good and they're so deep. And the way Kerr, Steve Kerr has gotten Moses Moody and Jonathan Kaminga to get real quality minutes, Jordan Poole obviously has been playing well throughout the playoffs. Like, you know, he's just giving young players who are super athletic real time on the court. That's going to be invaluable in the finals. So, I'd love to see Boston win it. I love their coach. Love what the team did this year. I like teams that are patient and turn it around. I like the way they built their team. I'd have to go Warriors in six. Thank God. I, Boston fans are the worst. Chad. They have enough championships. Stop giving Boston more championships. <laughs> I don't mind Boston fans. I don't oh. mind. And that's been the podcast. This has been the favorites from the Volume Podcast Network. I am Chad Millman for Simon Hunter, for Sam McQuillan. Our legal reporter, follow Sam. In addition to finding his stuff on actionnetwork.com and in the Action Network app, follow him on the Twitter at Sam underscore McQuill, M-C-Q-U-I-L-L. For producer, Matt Mitchell, download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, rate, review, subscribe, give us five stars, say anything you want. Feedback is a gift. Until next time, love you. <laughs>